to Fantastic History. I'm Sarah. And I'm Clay. We're a husband and wife duo who enjoyed telling each other about amazing events, people, and mysteries throughout history. As the reigning queen of listener request episodes, I'm back with another in that particular series. A, an, a, another request? Another request episode. Wow. Today, I want to talk about propaganda. But not just any old propaganda. I want to talk about one specific misinformation campaign that was so effective that most people still believe it today. Really? Oh, yeah. So a famous example of this kind of thing, and another one that a lot of people still believe, is, of course, the fact that Napoleon Bonaparte was not short. Right. So the myth of his small stature is so ingrained in our culture that the phrase Napoleon complex is shorthand for a tiny dude on a power trip, right? Yeah. But the truth is that Emperor Napoleon was five foot six, which although that would make him a short king by today's standards, he was actually on the taller side of average for French men at the time. Hmm. So why is he always depicted as a little fella, if that's the case? Well, for that, you can thank British cartoonist James Gilray, who drew wildly popular caricatures of Napoleon that were displayed all around London, like as art. They portrayed the emperor as an unstable maniac who basically behaved like a toddler when he didn't get his way. (laughs) And as time went on, this translated into depicting Napoleon as being the size of a toddler. Yeah. In Gilray's most famous cartoon, The Plum Pudding in Danger, Napoleon is basically half the size of the then British Prime Minister William Pitt the Younger. Gilray's cartoons were wildly popular in England, which was at war with Napoleon at the time. Cartoons of Napoleon as tiny and ineffectual were great for morale among the British troops and the folks back home, so Gilray kept them coming. Napoleon was once quoted as saying that Gilray did more than all the armies of Europe to bring me down. (laughs) So all that to say, England is amazing at propaganda. Like they are so good at it that when one of them sticks, we believe it. For decades, if not centuries. Interesting. Like, they're just great at it. Yeah. So I'm not here to talk about Napoleon today as much as I do enjoy talking about Napoleon. Uh, For today's story, I'm going to take you to war-torn England in the years between the First and Second World War. As most of you listening probably know, the vast majority of World War I was fought in the trenches, like boots on the ground, Mm -hmm. with several armies employing chemical warfare. Yeah, pretty pretty nasty. Very nasty, horrible stuff. Uh, naval battles were also a huge factor in determining the success of any given campaign. Starting in the 1920s and 30s, however, after the dust settled, air power theorists began to argue for the use of military planes. There was no air force on either side of the fight during World War I, and these theorists were publishing study after study, pointing out what a missed opportunity this was. Mm-hmm. British Prime Minister Stanley Baldwin was very much opposed to these theorists. And in 1932, he gave an impassioned speech to Parliament that included the infamous declaration, the bomber will always get through. The general idea of this was that basically nobody on the ground had a way to defend themselves from an air attack. Oh, yeah. That was why so many people were pro-Air Force, and a lot of people have since twisted Baldwin's words to support that argument, but he was actually saying the opposite. He wanted air power to be strictly regulated because, holy shit, 
nobody on the ground will have a way to defend themselves from an air attack. So I guess, I guess in, this, in the same way as like, he, he thought it was such a dangerous tactic that it should be treated kind of like chemical warfare. Yes. Yeah. Well, and especially because chemical warfare was so prevalent just a few years before, yeah. what's going to stop people from like just, you know, carpet bombing chemicals, mm, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. This, there has to be some sort of regulation if we are going to allow this. Right. And this is like a very astute observation coming from the Prime Minister of Great Britain, given that just eight short years later, the London Blitz began. Right. So the Blitz is one of the most well-known offenses of the war and one of the deadliest to civilians. More than 40,000 civilians were killed and over a million homes were damaged or destroyed. Beginning on September 7th of 1940, the German Air Force, also known as the Luftwaffe, bombed London for 56 days straight. One of those bombings, occurring on December 29th of that year, started a massive fire that caused more death and destruction than the Great Fire of London in 1666. Yeah. So at first, the bombings associated with the Blitz took place during the day. But after just a few weeks, the Luftwaffe switched up their game plan and started bombing at night, when the Royal Air Force literally couldn't see them coming. They also started spreading out the attacks to the port cities of Liverpool, Hull, Bristol, Cardiff, Portsmouth, Plymouth, Southampton, Swansea, Belfast, and Glasgow, um, and the major industrial towns of Coventry, Manchester, and Sheffield. So they were trying to get the British to surrender by demoralizing their citizens, toppling their economy, and bringing their arms production to a screeching halt. Mm. So you take out the ports, you take out the manufacturing. Right. What's left, really? Yeah. And then you kill 40,000 civilians. Like, you're done. None of that happened, though. This was the era of the stiff upper lip. When the famous keep calm and carry on posters with the crown of King George started popping up all across Britain. Yeah. You're simply not going to demoralize these people. If they can't (laughs) demoralize each other, no one can, right? So if anything, this actually drove them to diversify their war efforts to spread out production centers throughout the country, thereby creating more jobs and improving their economy. Another thing it did was encourage the British military to step up their technology game. They needed new, innovative ways to combat the Germans and especially the Luftwaffe. One problem facing the Royal Air Force was these nighttime attacks, though. In response to Germany's new strategy, the government was ordering people to turn all their lights off after a certain time every night to make the cities harder to spot. Right. So total blackouts. A super smart and easy solution, but this also put the RAF at a disadvantage when it came to defense because if the Germans can't see, neither can the British. That's kind of a huge issue. Sure. Enter the hero of the story. Carrots. Mm. Now, Clay, I imagine you and everyone listening is in the same boat with me when I tell you that growing up, I was always told that eating carrots would improve my eyesight because they contain high levels of beta carotene and retinol, which are both great for eye health. Yeah. And I think I first heard about it from probably cartoons like bugs bunny i always imagine like this being a thing like he has great eyesight because he eats carrots all the time yeah and that was something like my grandma would make cooked carrots for me and it's like oh it'll help your eyesight you know (laughs) 
I kind of never questioned that, despite the fact that I loved carrots and ate them on a regular basis. But I still needed glasses by the time I was in third grade. And my eyesight has continued like it's downward spiral year after year. Like I am Velma at this point and I love carrots. So I don't know. Kind of weird. Maybe I never ate enough of them or maybe the fact that I drowned them in ranch dressing was the issue. (laughs) Regardless, this fun fact about carrots began to spread like wildfire across Britain following a series of ads put out by the Ministry of Information and the Ministry of Food, both of which sound incredibly fake. But okay. The Ministry of Food. The Ministry of Food and the Ministry of Information. (laughs) Okay, guys. But they discovered that eating carrots improved your eyesight so much that eating enough of them could actually enhance your night vision. Wow. This information could change everything for all these poor civilians who have to keep their lights off at night to avoid getting bombed to death. Posters started going up all over the place and ads were placed in newspapers and magazines touting the benefits of carrots and other vegetables that contained high levels of vitamin A. The poster boy for this campaign was an RAF pilot named John Cunningham, who earned the nickname Cat Eyes because of how well he could see in the dark because his diet was full to bursting with carrots. Hmm. Now, me personally, if I'm giving somebody an animal nickname based on how many carrots they eat, I'd probably go rabbit before cat. Um, (laughs) But that's neither here nor there, I guess. The point is that Cat Eyes was able to shoot down an impressive 19 enemy planes during night raids, all thanks to his carrot-enhanced night vision. Amazing. That is pretty amazing. 19 in in the black of night. A poster from that time featuring John Cunningham reads, Night sight can mean life or death. Eat carrots and leafy greens or yellow vegetables rich in vitamin A. Essential for night sight. Another more direct poster targeted at civilians read, Carrots keep you healthy and help you see during the blackout. Another one aimed at children featured an anthropomorphic carrot in a white lab coat that said, Dr. Carrot, the children's best friend. (laughs) I even found a poster drawn by Disney animator Hank Porter and distributed by the Walt Disney Company that features Dr. Carrot alongside his friends Carroty George and Clara Carrot, and contains a little mini article about why carrots rule so hard. (laughs) It introduced the slogan, a carrot a day keeps the blackout at bay. And I really think that might be the next bit of Fantastic History merch that I put up on Etsy, because I love that. It's pretty good. A carrot a day keeps the blackout at bay. Yeah. Like that. Perfect. No notes. It's, It's wonderful. So victory gardens became hugely popular around this time. Um, Not only in the UK, but also in the United States, with carrots included in almost every allotment and backyard garden across England. Mm. Folks started using carrots as a replacement sweetener because there was rationing going on at the time. Sure. Recipe books of the time featured desserts like carrot pudding, carrot fudge, carrot cake, carrot marmalade, and carrot flan. A drink known as Carolade, made from carrots and rutabagas, was all the rage. Lord Wilton Pie, which is the spiritual predecessor to pot pie, came on the scene at this time. It was a pastry filled with one pound each of cauliflower, swede, potatoes, and you guessed it, carrots. Mm. By 1942, the British government was reporting a 100,000 ton surplus of carrots across the country. Dang. Folks went crazy for carrots. 
But the proof was in the carrot pudding because John Cunningham was far from the only RAF pilot able to shoot Luftwaffe out of the sky, even in dogfights that took place at night over the English Channel, where there was no ambient light. You're like across, like in the middle of the ocean, basically. Like there's there's no light. That's really bizarre. Well, overdosing on carrots, you know, it was so effective for British troops that the Luftwaffe started including carrots in their pilots diets to combat it. Okay, but here's the thing. Sorry to call everybody's grandma a liar, but while vitamin A does support eye health, carrots don't actually do anything whatsoever to improve your vision, and they certainly don't give you night sight. Now, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. How could this be? I know, right? I mean, that's something that, like, I genuinely believed for many, many years, that carrots are good for your eyes. Like, you just hear people say that. You, like, it's repeated all the time. Like. Yeah. And, like, I've, I've said something about it, like, to my mom or to, like, other, like, real adults, because we're not real adults, but they're always like, oh, yeah, carrots are good for your eyes. Duh, idiot. Everybody knows that. But the truth is that following the Battle of Britain and the beginning of the Blitz, the British military started to use a brand new technology called radar. Mm. They installed a radar network all across the country that could track incoming Luftwaffe bombers day or night as soon as they began to cross the English Channel. Not only that, but scientists were soon able to advance this technology and developed airborne interception radar, which was installed directly onto the fighter planes of folks like Cat Eyes Cunningham, Uh starting all the way back in July of 1940 with the Mark III model. So not only did this show them that the enemy was approaching, it could show them exactly where the enemy was so that they could make direct targeted hits. Wow. Yeah. So while there's no evidence to say the Germans fully believed that carrots were responsible for this huge change in England's fortunes, it did keep them from figuring out what was actually going on. And I love the fact that there was enough doubt that they still included carrots in their pilots' rations just in case. (laughs) And the myth persists to this very day, not only in England and the United States, but in Germany as well. And in other parts of Europe, people believe that eating enough carrots will improve your eyesight. And it was just a, I mean, I guess it wasn't necessarily even propaganda. But it was. That was the whole thing. They started putting out these posters and telling the public, it's carrots, it's carrots, eat more carrots, eat more carrots, because they knew that German spies in England would see these posters going up. They would see carrots being served all over the place, carrots being grown in gardens. Right. And we're doing this to improve our night sight. Yeah. So it was propaganda. Well, it was. It, okay. So it was propaganda, but it had a specific. It was, it was specifically for a diversion. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, a lot of propaganda is. Well, that's true. Um, but. But that is darn clever. Yes, it is. You know, I just. I mean, we've had carrots shoved down our throats all our lives. Yeah. Because of this little piece of just like, oh, we don't want them to know there's radar. So just tell them it's carrots, question mark. So does that mean carrots have no nutritional benefit? So I, I, I think I mentioned it kind of at the beginning, but I've thrown a lot at you about carrots and eyeballs. Yes. Um, so the vitamin A, they do contain beta carotene and they do contain retinol, which is good for eye health. Like maintaining but it does not improve 
So children, <laughs> continue to eat your carrots. Yes, it's important. It'll still carrots help you, you know, to, to keep your eyes healthy. But you're probably not going to gain uh, dark vision. You will not be able to see planes coming in the dark just because you've eaten carrots. No. Right. No, not at all. Huh. Yeah. So there you go. It's a little fun propaganda for you. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in and spending some time with us today. Hopefully you enjoyed that story. And if you did, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use. Check out our Instagram and Threads accounts. Uh, we're on Threads now, guys. We're yeah. trendy. Um, we're at Fantastic H Pod on both. And um, this week I'll put up some of those fun propaganda posters. I'm excited about those. You can also shoot us a message at fantastichistorypod at gmail.com if you know of any amazing events, people, and mysteries throughout history that you'd like us to cover on the show. I think I've proven beyond any shadow of a doubt at this point that I am very willing to cover suggested topics. So suggest whatever you got. I mean, it can be it can be about like sexy penis graves oh. in France like we've done. It can be about like um, vegetables and like vegetable based lies that we've been told um ghosts anything that is like ghosts vampires witches anything halloween adjacent um please send those because those are my favorite stories